Today on the newscast, could the Temple Mount be divided between Jews and Muslims? An Israeli lawmaker has put forth a proposal suggesting exactly that, and Hamas and the Palestinian Authority are none too happy. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been documenting here on the newscast over the past few months the growing tension surrounding the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Now, of course, the Temple Mount is the holiest site in Judaism. It was once home to Solomon's Temple 3,000 years ago. That was the first temple. And then the second temple where Jesus taught and chased out the money changers, that stood atop the Temple Mount 2,000 years ago. That temple, like the first temple before it, was eventually destroyed. It was destroyed by the Romans in the year AD 70. Fast forward to today, the Temple Mount is home to the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque, two sites that are holy to Muslims. And the so-called status quo atop that site, which by the way, folks, is massive. It's about 37 acres. It's a huge plaza, a huge complex. I've been atop the Temple Mount many times, but it is controlled today exclusively by Muslim religious authorities based in Jordan. They're known as the Waqf. And Jews, and Christians for that matter, are not permitted to pray atop the Temple Mount. If they do, they will be, in the very least, quickly escorted off the site. We're at a very interesting point in this so-called status quo, where, as we've reported here in the newscast in recent months, more and more Israelis are saying, wait a minute, our forefathers prayed here 3,000 years ago. Why can't we pray at our holiest site, the Temple Mount, where the temples once stood? So you've seen record numbers of Jews ascend the Temple Mount in recent years, and the likes of Hamas and Palestinian radical groups are none too happy about this. As a matter of fact, Hamas launched a war back in May 2021 surrounding the Temple Mount. They blamed the supposed defilement of the Temple Mount and the Al-Aqsa Mosque by the Jews as the reason they started launching rockets at Jerusalem, and that eventually expanded into an 11-day war. Interesting update there. As I mentioned, more and more Jews ascending the Temple Mount, more of a kind of a groundswell there. We're going to get into it in a second. A proposed plan by a lawmaker in the party of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, a Likud lawmaker by the name of Amit Halivi. Palestinians are none too happy about his plan. We'll break it down in a minute. Before I do, hey, a quick reminder to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube. And you might say, oh, call to action, subscribe to the channel. I get it. Folks, get this. Some 70% of our viewers here at the Watchman YouTube channel are not subscribed. That's crazy. We'd love to have you here every single day as a subscriber, 70% unsubscribed, come on, we can do better than that, especially because we've got a target goal we would love to hit by the end of this summer of 700,000 subscribers. Right now we are at 624K, would love to hit 700K, not for our own personal glory or edification, but for the kingdom. This channel is by God and for God. That's how we see it. And any expansion of our territory here is due to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Bottom line, we want to reach more people with the message for such a time as this. Folks, the story, for instance, that we are sharing with you today, you're not hearing this in the mainstream media. And if you think I'm wrong, here it goes. 
Amit Halevi, this Israeli lawmaker, is proposing a plan. He just shared this a few days ago with Israeli media where he wants to divide the Temple Mount between Muslims and Jews. Now, Muslims would have the southern end of the Temple Mount where the Al-Aqsa Mosque is located, according to this plan, and Jews would control the northern and central parts of the Temple Mount. Again, it is a massive complex, folks, about 37 acres uh, but the Dome of the Rock, that's the big question. Would that fall under Jewish jurisdiction under this plan? And again, let me make clear from the outset, this is one lawmaker. Yes, he's a member of the Likud party, Benjamin Netanyahu's party, but it's one guy. There has not been some widespread support. There hasn't even been a bill put forward, but he is proposing this plan and he is a member of the Israeli Knesset. So you have to at least take it seriously. He hasn't put forward any legislation yet, but it seems to be in the works. He seems very serious about this. Does Amit Halevi, Jews would, under this plan, obviously, be permitted to pray atop the Temple Mount? So much for that status quo. There would be Jewish prayer there, and presumably Christians would be able to pray there as well. And no longer would those Jordanian Muslim religious authorities, the Waqf, have control over the Temple Mount, at least over the central and northern parts of this massive complex. So this is what he's proposing. Again, I want to make clear there, had, there isn't some massive groundswell of support behind what he's proposing. Yes, there has been a groundswell of more and more Jews ascending the Temple Mount and visiting and questioning, why can't we pray here? But this is a lone lawmaker talking about this. But folks, we have to take this seriously and the Palestinians, uh, the like, led by the likes of Hamas, are certainly taking this seriously. Hamas called this a the announcement of this plan by Halevi a declaration of war, and a Palestinian Authority official said it will provoke overwhelming anger. Now, even if this proposal by Amit Halevi goes nowhere, perhaps he never even gets it on the paper, doesn't get it in writing, it never even comes up for debate in the Knesset, even if it goes nowhere, the fact that a member of the Knesset is thinking about this and putting forth such a proposal, I believe is very telling in terms of the times we are in. Folks, we are in Bible times, prophetic times, no doubt. The Bible is very clear that a third temple will eventually be built atop the Temple Mount. How it's gonna happen, we have no idea. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We're going to talk about it tomorrow on the Watchman Newscast live stream in more depth. We're going for one solid hour here on the channel between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, so be sure to join us for that. Does this have kind of prophetic implications? What are we walking into going forward? Fascinating times, Bible times. And before we go, you might be asking, okay, what's the history of the Temple Mount, the, the second first temple, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, Dome of the Rock, etc.? I was there atop the Temple Mount a little while back with our good friend Danny the Digger Herman, Israeli archaeologist and tour guide. And Danny, not only did we walk the Temple Mount together, we had the site all to ourselves. It was early in the morning. It was amazing to walk where Jesus walked, no doubt, and the disciples and many more, King Solomon and many more prophets. Amazing. The Bible comes to life. But Danny and I also then stood in the shadow of the Temple Mount and he shared more about the history and the significance of this site. Take a look.
Annie, here we are. What a majestic view of the holiest site in the world. This is the Temple Mount. We are standing on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. A lot of commotion, to say the least, surrounding this site always, but especially in recent months. Tell us why the Temple Mount is so important to Jews, Christians, Muslims, to the entire world. Yes, this is possibly the holiest GPS coordinate on the planet. Israel had a mini war with uh, Hamas in Gaza because of a dispute over the custody of this place. This place has seen so much violence, so much sanctity, so much religious zeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's really uncomprehendable. And, uh, you know, just think of the view here 2,000 years ago. When Jesus comes from the Galilee, what did he see? He saw the smoke of the animal sacrifice and he saw a giant white building, the place that in the days of Solomon held the Ark of the Covenant. The temple. He saw the second temple, Jesus. Yes. Before that, as you said, Solomon's temple. And in, in his time, there was a grand white Roman looking like temple, except that it was the Jewish temple. But centuries later, it was all in ruins as the Romans destroyed it. Then the Muslims gave it the view that you see now. And we have here? the Dome of the Rock, which is marking by Muslim tradition, the supposedly the footprint uh, and the mark where Muhammad ascended to heaven to get the prayers of Islam. And accordingly, a giant mosque next to it is called Al-Aqsa, Masjid Al-Aqsa, the far most mosque, which is what the Surah 17 says about the night journey of Muhammad, where he went on his winged horse and then went up to the heavens to get the prayers of Islam. So this is the Dome of the Rock is a shrine. It's not a mosque, just no. so people know. The mosque is next door, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is the third holiest site in Islam behind Mecca and Medina. Yes, except that there's a slight problem. The Quran never said that it happened in Jerusalem. In fact, the Quran never mentions Jerusalem. Not, not even once. Not even once. It said it happened in the far most mosque, which if you're in Mecca, could have been in the outskirts of Mecca, could have been in Medina, or could have been just a night vision, which some Muslim scholars argue as well. We think that it's really in the mid-7th century when the Umayyads were banned from doing pilgrimage to Mecca, but they were controlling here in Damascus. And they were, the Umayyads were? Descendants of the Muhammad's ruling family. Yeah, the some Muslim of, rulers at the time, basically. Yes, who were then ruling Damascus and southern Syria, yes. okay? But not Saudi Arabia. They were banned from doing the pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia, to Mecca, so they created and, and branded Jerusalem, formerly holy to Jews and to Christians, now it will be holy to Islam. Now, first of all, look at the architecture. It doesn't look like any mosque. It's actually a complete replica of a Christian concentric octagonal church. Okay, it's really copying the concept of octagonal churches such as in Capernaum, you can see to this day, in a remains of yes. an octagonal church marking where Peter lived in Capernaum, or in Caesarea when we filmed there on the hilltop, on the Temenos above the port, there was an octagonal church. There's one also on Mount Grizim up in Samaria. That's the concept. The second other interesting note is that the diameter of the dome is identical in size to the diameter of the holiest Christian site in the world, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Also here in Jerusalem, just five, in the old city. Just yeah. 500 meters apart, but because it's in a higher spot and in an open platform, it looks more grand. Yeah. But the building is clearly dialoguing with Christianity. 
in, in architecture, in size, and even the quotes inside from the Quran are only reflecting what the Quran thinks about Jesus. Yes, he is important, but he is a prophet, not a messiah. That's Islam's view of Jesus. Yes, and he was born to a earthly woman, but not to a heavenly father. Th these are the quotes inside. So we have, dating back over 3,000 years, first Solomon's temple. The Ark of the Covenant was there, the Holy of Holies, God's divine presence dwelt right there on top of the Temple Mount. Uh, then that temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. Yes. Temple rebuilt. By the Jews returning from Babylon. Yes, returning from Babylon exile. And then King Herod makes it into a grand structure once again, the second temple. That is the temple where Jesus taught, chased out the money changers. Yes. And 30 years after he's out of the scene, the temple is also out of the scene. By the Romans, destroyed the temple. Yes. Now, if you like that clip and you want to see more like it, that was from our weekly Watchmen TV show, which you can see on TBN every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are on the ground in Israel on a frequent basis and points beyond throughout the region, bringing you the inside story of the world's most strategic region, why it affects you no matter where you live. That's why we love when you subscribe and you're able to join us here every day and get the kind of cutting edge information that you're just not hearing anywhere else. Reminder, tomorrow the live stream will dig more into this story between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, thanks so much for joining us today here in the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.